Jack and Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today's Jack Thursday, and I'm going to talk about trial running your taxes before December. Yeah, how nice it is to have you. That's this, very nice to hear. Yeah, especially when it comes to stuff like this. Like, if if you didn't get taxes, we would be in big trouble. <laughs> I, you know, taxes are what our number th- our first most expensive uh, cost is cost of goods sold, the price of the land. Our second uh, is possibly staff. labor yeah. or staff, but that's not because of uh, our land businesses. That. It's because of yeah. Land Academy. It's true. Our second largest in- income statement amount, dollar amount, in our land business is taxes. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be managed this and used and manipulated and um, manipulated meaning just reviewed and well I mean manipulated mm-hmm. within the limits of the law and ethics uh, oh, the same way managed the same way that you manage your, your acquisitions and how much they cost right before we get into it let's take a question posted by one of our uh, land investors posted up by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community it's free and uh, please don't forget to subscribe on a land academy youtube channel comment on the shows you like Joseph wrote, I have a developer looking to sell a commercial parcel, 3.7 acres, that's anchored by a super target, Petco and Wells Fargo. Anyone have any experience with this? With an anchor, does this heavily reduce its selling ability? It's been listed for two years, but with no price. So that makes it even harder to gauge a value. What the heck? Well, there's a few so things. we sent out an offer. So let me back up here. So my, let me see if I'm right here. It sounds like you sent out an offer. The guy says, "Yeah, I want to sell it. Here it is," and and do you want to buy it? So that's the point where you have to just say, "Do you want to buy it?" And then the whole no price thing. I'm like, "Well, you you made an offer, so that's the price. It's either yes or it's no." So yeah, I mean, I, there's a few things going on here. I. This is Jill's nightmare deal. Jill would just say no. She would so. Yeah. And it's been just, on the MLS or on, <laughs> on on lists, you know, whatever. This is you know. 180 degrees different uh, on the other side Loopnet. of a regular Land Academy. Not deal. doing it. Here, the, I had to chuckle when I read this. So I had, and I have to. We have to talk about it now and clear it all up. <laughs> an anchor tenant, you know, an anchor in a boat is it goes down in the water and and it holds everything down. <laughs> an anchor tenant. Uh, quite opposite and the, and the opposite is the best thing that a landlord could ever have and so you've got Sally's uh, beauty box in a strip mall Sally's beauty box and you've got maybe a little bit of a re- little grocery store next to a Walmart and your Walmart's that anchor tenant and everybody's going to that Walmart in and out all day passing the beauty box and passing all these little stores that might be yeah. that's the greatest thing a landlord could ever ask for your, that landlord will keep all those other retail space is open because of the draw from that anchor tenant. So when someone says, I have an anchor tenant in this in this uh, building or this facility. It's great. It's They're banging their chest and they're clinking their glasses. I got an anchor tenant. So an anchor tenants are great. What ends up happening is a lot of strip mall uh, or regional malls, or there's always le- leftover land 
oh, that's what this deal is. Mm. And it's not that it's land that's unusable. It's just land that they put the mall together. They put the strip mall together. Maybe they bought it that way. And it's an outlier piece of property. Might even be in the parking lot. A lot mm. of times it's right smack in the parking lot. For whatever reason, it's a separate APN. Maybe it might have been a bank branch back in the day and it's just not there anymore. Who knows why? But they're separate APNs all around major commercial real estate projects. Mm-hmm. And they get your letters. And in this case, this guy has had it listed, who knows why, what personality disorder he might have to have him listed without a price for two years, we don't know. And just people just call, every time someone calls you, just say, nope, and then nope. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Maybe he likes to brag to people like you. He, what he doesn't want to do is sell it. If he wanted to sell it, he'd have a price. It would be a rational price. Um. And you know, this again, this is Jill's, wouldn't Jill wouldn't waste the time to no. call this this person because they'll talk to you. This guy will probably talk to you for two hours. Yeah, about how great it is. Look how, how great he is. Uh, yeah. So the so here's the point. You made an offer. If you want to follow up with this person, say you know clearly, you know obviously you made an offer. Did he even say there's communication? Did he say that? Like, let me go back here. So I've, I I have a developer looking to sell. Okay. So the so the question is, really, Joseph, what's this guy's price? That's great. He told you it's got this, 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 and this. It's been listed on the MLS for two years. Um, happy to sell it to you. Well, that's great. <laughs> I'm happy to buy it again. This is my offer. You like it or not, and if not, what's your price? Give me a number, and I'll see if I can make it work. There's certain That's it. certain subsections of people and certain groups and uh, cultures that are really comfortable talking about money and prices of stuff because it's part of uh, our success and sharing and all of that. I I include myself in the, all of those groups. Right. And there are a lot of cultures and, and sections, uh, subsections of, of our of the our country that I would never uh, talk about how much anything costs or uh, it's just it's just not part of who they are. And so when you call a seller and they don't want to talk about the price of something, it's because they're they're just they're wired not to talk about money. Mm. They're maybe you know, we have friends that are like this. We've had uh, it doesn't matter. We all have friends like this. It's like they do not want to talk about how much anything costs. They think it's private or it's not. Um, I think this guy has they, a number. He just he just. I really think there's something going on. The guy doesn't want to sell it. Come on, that's what I, I really. That's really what I think. Brag. No, yeah. He's really happy no. collecting a check every he's month like, from Petco. He's the first guy that offers me north of two million. I'm going to say yes. Well, then tell us that. What's your number <laughs> and put it in there. <laughs> So we can I don't laugh care at how you. crazy it is. Tell us that Just so we put can a laugh, laugh in, in your face. And then we'll all move on. That's fine. The point is, and I'm making Jill's point, what's your freaking number? Yeah. Or say, here's my personality disorder and I don't talk about money. I'm not going to sell it. Either I'm just one of those bragging is about it. I'm just going to brag about it. We, you know what yeah, this could be? This could go, be Jill. the guy's listing it. Maybe there's a tax play that he's to have it listed for sale because he's, you know, to show for the IRS he's trying to sell it. But never mind, doesn't put a number there. That could be, there could be some play there. I don't know. So maybe that's it. And he's really, he's hoping to ha- have it for 10 years from now. And then mm-hmm. he's going to get serious about it. Or hand it down with this to the kids. I don't know. All of that's possible. Mm-hmm. But here's the point. If people aren't willing to in the next, in the first, let's say, 60 seconds of any conversation, 
talk about price because you talked about price. You sent yeah. them a letter. True. I'm willing to offer you $38,000. So we're not price shy. Yeah. What's the number? What, yeah. So what is your price? This is not $38,000. What is it? Yeah. Well, something more. <laughs> we don't play that game. Today's is Jack Thursday, and I'm going to talk about trial running your taxes before December. As I said, and this is why you're listening. As I said in the opener, uh, you're, if you do everything right in your uh, land flipping business, the amount of taxes that you pay, federal and state taxes, it will be the second largest expense in your company. You'll have top line revenue, which is your sales price, all the, the property that you sold. Your cost of goods sold is that the cost of that actual property the, that you sold or bought, depending on how you file your taxes. You might have some late, and then you're going to have labor and some other things. You know, communication, your cell phone bills, computers, all of that stuff. It's you're going to find that that is absolutely insignificant to the amount of money that you pay for land and the money that you pay for taxes. And so you need to manage this, like Jill said earlier, you need to, uh, and the good news is that these little companies that we have, these land flipping companies allow us to really, really take advantage of some stuff that's in the internal revenue code about taxes and, and reducing your regular tax liability. It's not, not a normal, it's not a paycheck. And a lot of new people come to us thinking that, well, I'm going to collect, I'm going to get my W-2 or my 1040 or whatever it ends up being, just like I've done for years and years and years from my employer, shove it to my account and they're going to file my taxes and I'm going to get some money back. This is the absolute opposite of that. What's going to happen is you're going to find out your taxable income is a lot, hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars in some cases. In our case, it's millions of dollars. And you're going to, your accountant's going to come back and say, you own, you know, you owe uh, $400,000 in taxes this year. So uh, please pay this and send it in. Here's the instructions. And the first time that happened to me, I fell apart. And I'm, I have an accounting background. I should know better. This is many, many, many years ago. First time it happened to Jill, she fell apart too. And that was after I managed it. Mm -hmm. So you need to get a hold of this thing before it really, uh, uh, rattles you loose from from your money so and it's November you have time you have some time exactly so to make some changes is why we're doing this so in the simplest form and it's simplest most one-on-one form you had this year you had revenue what you sold land for you had expenses what the cost of that land and then you had other stuff, like I said earlier, and, and theoretically, it's all in a bank account, one bank account that says uh, Joe's Land Company LLC. And it's all in there. And you take all the activity, the entire activity of that bank account from January 1st to December 31st. And there's going to be either money left over or there's going to be uh, a deficit. So if Jill did $5 million in land sales, she bought $3 million worth of property and spent a bunch of money on cell phone bills and other stuff. She has $2 million that she made that she that potentially could be taxable income. All right, so it's November. I'm predicting that I have $2 million of taxable income. What can I do between now and the end of the year to make that $2 million taxable income number smaller? And this is when this whole debate starts to happen about cash basis, filing on a cash basis uh, financial statement or an accrual basis financial statement. 
and if you have a real estate designation, which is really now, I guess they call it a dealer's license, it is not too late to talk to your accountant about these two things. Am I on a cash basis or an accrual basis? Or do I do I have a, what I call a real estate designation? Because we got one along a lot of years ago. I think it's I'm having members come back to us now and, and say it's called a like a being a dealer, a dealer designation, so that you're not uh, subject to capital gains tax. If, if you're very uh, confused by this, it's not you're not alone. This is complicated as hell. So you need to, my point is, it's not, it comes back to staffing. Everything comes back to staffing and recruiting. You gotta find like an accountant that understands this. Mm-hmm. And the and I have never found one of those. I have always taught, I would look on the internet, figure it all out myself, and then go teach my accountant about how it's gonna go. And mm-hmm. many accountants, especially if they have gray hair, are not gonna be responsive to that. There's a lot of work in it, and it's um, but it's so important. Mm-hmm. And it's important to do it before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do it in January. You can't effectively make shifts and changes in January because then it's too late for December yeah. for the year before. This is why we're talking about it. So what what I really want you to do is, is uh, even if you did had a fantastic year and you got a real high taxable income, so what? What happened is you learned how to buy and sell real estate. Maybe you didn't plan for your taxes as well as you should. Maybe it's too late in some cases to do all this stuff. It probably is, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. But you're going to pay the taxes on what happened this year. You're going to do it in January or February for 2023. And you're going to have a fantastic tax year uh, because you're going to buy and sell a lot of land, especially because the market's the way that it is. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying, I'm just, I'm, uh, is, I'm begging in as much as I can beg as a talk show host. I'm begging you to address this and not avoid it. That was Jack Thursday. I like that as a talk show host. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know. Is that We're what not, I am? Not, that's Oprah. <laughs> what are we? Whatever I am, you are too, so be careful. It's not a talk show host. <laughs> Schmo on the internet? That's it. Okay. Schmo on the internet. Schmo's on the internet. Schmo's on the internet. That's us. Okay. Happy you could join a join us Schmo's today. <laughs> Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy show. Tomorrow's Jill's Schmo's Friday. Yeah. Jill's Schmo Friday. And she's gonna talk about land mailer panic. Yep. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. Yeah talk show host that's james corden that's <laughs> david letterman that's johnny carson All right. oprah even drew barrymore he's <laughs> jill i'm sorry dr phil so, <laughs> yeah, this but is you know a, what this you a, get an a plus for ambition this is a televised business meeting yeah that's, that's what really this is. what this is between you and i sometimes this is a uh therapy session <laughs> It might be that. Sometimes it's just venting. It mm-hmm. could be that. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. And as we said in the beginning, we hope you find our content valuable and we really appreciate your support. If you haven't already, please check out our YouTube channel and hit the subscribe button. And don't forget, if you are in Land Academy and you're not in Discord, you need to get in there. You're missing out. Just go to support at landacademy.com and they'll hook you up. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.